and welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am bringing you an interview today with Dr. Francine Guylor. She's an amazing female physician and also a leader in the physician coaching space. I can't wait to share this interview with you and then stick around afterwards for my kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Francine Gayor. It is so great to have you here with me today. Well, I'm delighted to be here, Erin, and uh, congratulations on the publication of your new workbook. Yeah, woo! I'm Yay. a published author on Kindle, and <laughs> the good. paperback is coming soon. So that's, know, thank you. Thank you Exciting. so much for that. Uh-huh. Well, Dr. Gayor, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and the work that you're doing in the world. Uh, well, first, please call me Francine. And um, well, I'm, um, I probably skew older than your um, typical uh, audience and your, and your clients. <laughs> um, but I have been a you know, physician for, for many, many years. And I started in clinical practice, uh, you know, way back in the 80s and, and uh, practice full time and then part time. And along the way, I um, made a uh, career transition first into healthcare technology. I was kind of a trailblazer working as a medical director for a couple of software companies that were developing the EMR and then, you know, data analytic tools. And strangely, this very kind of nerdy, nerdy, heady uh, pathway led me to coaching <laughs> because I was working with a lot of CMIOs, you know, I, as, as the liaison for the company, I was working with a lot of CMIOs and CMOs who were leading change in their organization. And that got me uh, actually interested in transformation. It got me interested in culture change. It got me interested in um, change leadership and human potential. And, uh, and then I ended up kind of um, I, I call myself the accidental coach. I ended up doing some informal advisory to individual physicians and wondering, um, how can I get paid for this? <laughs> so at the time, I had actually already started a consulting firm. And then my, my husband uh, introduced me to a woman who, who was a coach. And this was way back in the late uh, 1990s. And um, you know, she explained to me you know, her, her definition of, of coaching, which I, I was, to me, was so profound. And that was really what resonated with me and just drew me in like a, like a, like a fish to water. But her, her, uh, her definition, which I feel like is, is something that I am all about, her definition was coaching is all about deepening the understanding, furthering the action. So deepening the understanding, furthering the action. Um, so that led me to my path to becoming a coach, which I started in the early 2000s, so a long, long time ago. And then after, you know, coaching for several years, you know, coaching physicians, um, I was encouraged by some of the other coaches that I had associated with to start a mentoring program for coaches who wanted to work with doctors. And that, that eventually led to the development of the Physician Coaching Institute, which is what I lead now. It's an institute that is devoted to developing and training coaches who can competently work with doctors. Uh, so the Physician Coaching Institute has been around now since 2000 and I guess 2005 uh, and a very robust training for the last uh, six, seven years. 
so that's kind of my my story in a in a nutshell <laughs> there are a lot of bumps along the way for sure but um uh, that's kind of the uh the high level the high level overview that's smoothed over with makeup <laughs> absolutely and you know it seems very straightforward looking back because hindsight's always twenty twenty. I know. But I, I bet in those moments you were like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Um, you know, it's, there's moments when you have a lot of clarity and it's absolutely like this is what I'm going to do. It's the moments of lack of clarity that I think uh, maybe like a lot of individuals, maybe a lot of physicians that are very uncomfortable, not, not having a clear sense or having that gnawing feeling that uh, whatever you're doing is not what you are meant to be doing or it's not authentically totally you so those feelings were actually quite uh, disconcerting um, so I, I remember those as well and I kind of learned along the way because there weren't really coaches <laughs> back then <laughs> except the ones I discovered um, I kind of learned, learned along the way to trust that gnawing feeling that uh, I call it uh, that disconnect or incongruence, that um, something's amiss here and to trust that feeling, not fear it, but trust that that is a signal that I'm going to, that it's time to seek, you know, seek assistance, seek uh, resources, uh, seek wisdom, maybe seek coaching now. And, and to trust that this, um, it's an opportunity for growth. So it took me a while to, to trust the gnawing feeling rather than, feel, rather than um, bury it and, um, mm. or fear it. I love that yours is a gnawing feeling. Mine is, you know, when a new plank of wood has been cut from a tree and it's that roughness, mm -hmm. mine, that's what mine feels like that if Ooh. you were to run your hand over it. So prickly <laughs> roughness, and I call it resistance. That's, I just... It just, it, yeah. and when it's all flowing and smooth, that's like after it's been sanded down and it's that yeah. just that silky feel that wood sometimes yeah, yeah. has. So that's, that's I love it. I love it. And I love that we're going to talk about a particular coaching phrase today, but that it actually extends outside of just the coaching world and it's holding the space. So talk a little bit about why you're bringing this topic today. Well, you know, you asked me, uh, via email quite a few weeks ago to think what, what topic and I thought well I, I don't know I'm gonna wait till the time till we get here and um, you know as a coach and as a somebody who you know as a coach instructor uh, you know I train a lot of coaches I train a lot of physicians to be to become coaches and the the kind of the theme that's been bubbling up with our current cohort that's in our certified physician development coach program um the the theme that's top that's that's bubbling up in a couple of ways is holding the space and you know it's kind of a coachy term so if you know forgive us for the woo woo wooness here <laughs> and i and as i say holding the space i'm actually putting my hands out and if you can imagine if you're your listening audience you're holding a you're holding a box the box is clear it's translucent it's a you know see-through um but in, in a coaching parlance to hold a space is just to you know hold that space it's we call it the safe container uh, for a client um, but the same thing happens when you're a physician you know we hold the space for the patient you know to, to just to be right to be to share and it's a way of communicating without using words that i see you i'm here uh, i witness i i, I am here and, and just to have a partner to hold the space is so um it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful phenomenon. You know, when I went through my coach training, 
Uh, one of the, another definition of coaching, which I love, the founder of the coaching school that I went to, the Academy for Coach Training, uh, they had a big banner at the top of the, of the wall that says, coaching is all about holding that safe container of unconditional love where transformation naturally occurs. And of course, I'm kind of a very brainy physician. And I'm thinking, oh God, that seems so woo-woo, right? <laughs> that seems so woo-woo to hold a safe container where transformation naturally occurs. And But over, over the years of coaching physicians, I have become so um, appreciative of that definition of, of coaching uh, and, you know, cause I love my, I love my clients and having that, holding that space of unconditional love is so, is so true. And, and there's an interesting parallel because one of my clients who was a, who was a surgeon, trauma surgeon, um, uh, he, uh, he had an epiphany, you know, it was a co coaching process that we went through and he says, I have an epiphany. And I said, Oh, wow. What is it? I can hardly wait to hear your, your epiphany. <laughs> and he says, I know now what the he says, I know, I know now what the art of medicine means. And I said, what is, what have you discovered? What have you, uh, what's been your insight about the art of medicine? What's your epiphany? He says, the art of medicine is all about agape, agape, uh, A-G-A-P-E. And I don't, I didn't know what the word agape is. I don't know if you know what that is. I didn't know at the time. <laughs> and I guess it's a, it's Greek or Latin. I'm not sure, uh, but it means unconditional love. And spontaneously, he's, he says, the, uh, the art of medicine is all about the unconditional love that we have for the patient, where healing naturally occurs. And I thought, what, for me, it was like, wow, big, you know, uh, goosebump moment and, you know, epiphany for me uh, in the parallel of how he described the art of medicine as that unconditional love. And then also the art of coaching, or actually one of the competencies of coaching, is that holding, holding that container, holding that, that space. Um, so that, you know, that, uh, that, def that definition of coaching or that aspect of coaching has been something that has been, um, been uh, kind of bubbling up for me just in the last month or two as we've been dealing with the, the COVID pandemic situation. Because, uh, you know, obviously, I, not only am I training a bunch of coaches who are right now in their health systems, using their coaching skills to coach some of their, their colleagues, but many of our coach grads are also out there being in service, uh, coaching some of the physicians who are frontline, they're coaching physicians who are furloughed. and um, one of the most important, really one of the most important coaching um, competencies that they can offer right now is just to hold the space, to hold the space to be, because a lot of physicians, particularly on the front line, you know, it's not a matter of coaching them around accountability or what are you going to do next and by when, you know, that's not the kind of coaching that's called for right now for a lot of the, uh, the, the frontline docs, uh, whereas just coaching, you know, holding the space, holding that sacred space. Uh, and being in this this um, uh, moment of coaching presence is is absolutely uh, critical. And and I believe that yeah. too. Yeah, because it's not so much about getting the goals done and checking the list mm -hmm. off. Right now, we just need somewhere to take our white coat mm -hmm. off and just breathe and 
say say I always call it to my pa- my clients word vomit just word vomit all over the place right now let's just get it all out this is the place to do it and then we'll pick it back up and see what what you take with you and what you leave behind yeah, yeah. and I I love your definitions of of holding the space because in a world where as a doctor you are the captain of the mm-hmm. ship and you have to keep it all together you have to have some place behind closed doors where you can open up that vulnerability. Uh, absolutely, where you can where you can be vulnerable and it's and it's safe, um, you know. And that's one other one other aspect about coaching right now, particularly uh, the, the range of physicians that are, you know, some of them are frontline, some are furloughed, some of them are doing telehealth, and and everybody is doing their part. And one of you know, I had a conversation with one of our coach grads just last week, and uh, we were talking about how, uh, in some ways. We're, I mean, we might be making it difficult for physicians to step down and, and from the pedestal, from the hero, um, and let them be vulnerable. You know, come to a coaching session or just do a group coaching session. And because um, absolutely we appreciate what every frontline physician, nurse, uh, any, anybody who's in healthcare, what they're doing. And yet we also want to give them that space to take off the cape and, and uh, just be, just be and not feel like they need to perform or be the hero. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love to, not only do you teach skills like holding the space, sitting in silence, asking powerful questions, you do so much more in your coaching training school. Tell everybody a little bit more about this. I want you to toot your own horn. (laughs) Oh, that takes about an hour and a half. <laughs> no, I well, actually I do an information webinar about two or three times a month, and uh, we kind of go through the, the curriculum. Um, but you know, I started the uh, the coach training way back when because you know I I went through a, you know coach training, a full coach training, and I'm a, a certified professional coach through the International Coach Federation, and our and our uh, the Physician Coaching Institute is also accredited by the International Coach Federation. So we absolutely adhere to and respect and love the coaching core competencies. Uh, but when I went through my own coach training way, way back when, I, I felt like there were certain unique aspects to physicians, you know, how we grew up in medicine, how we learn, um, how we evolve, that I felt that additional tools were important and also, or, or adaptation of kind of common coaching tools were important. And I actually created a fair number of coaching tools and structures myself, just with my own clients that, that are now, we are incorporated in the, um, Physician Coaching Institute. But, you know, when I look at what we cover, I, I call them the six big proficiencies. So, um, for in our in our certified physician development program, which is our flagship um, seven month training program, there are six proficiencies that we want coaches to develop. So at the end of that six or seven months, we want expect that they're going to be a lot more practice than expert. And and I'll I'll go through the six proficiencies uh, quickly just to give you an, an idea. So that fir- the first proficiency is all about coaching, about honing your coaching core competencies. So this is getting better at all the things that we call the basic foundation of coaching, uh, whether it's uh, active listening, level three listening, um, 
powerful questioning, creating awareness. So getting better and better at, at all of that. And also being very clear what it means to be in the, coach, the coaching lane, the coaching mindset, as we say. And this is especially, I find it especially uh, challenging for physicians initially, because physicians are such, we're so good at being problem solvers, advice givers. And for physicians now to kind of hold back, manage their presence, coaching presence, not jump in to fill the container, but actually hold a container. <laughs> That's part of honing our coaching core competencies. Um, and then the second proficiency area is all about coaching physician fulfillment. And I'm a bit, big advocate of coaching fulfillment. And notice I did not say coaching physician burnout, because from a coach's perspective, we want to coach to where the client wants to go. The client wants to go towards fulfillment, joy, satisfaction, energy, bouncing my, bounce my step. Um, so there are some specific tools that I developed around physician fulfillment uh, based on some of the scant but a little bit of research on what physicians say make them fulfilled. You know, we call them the fulfillment factors. Um, and then the third proficiency area that we cover in our curriculum is coaching the physician leader. And, you know, as you know, medicine is really a unique profession. I don't think people realize when you're in medicine that every physician is called on to be a leader. And that's really unusual. Uh, whether you're you know, head of your, your practice, you're you know, chair of the committee, it's your turn to be chief of the division, or if you decide you're actually going to take on a leadership path, you know, CMO, VPMA. Uh, so, so every physician is expected to play a leadership role. And not only that, but every physician is expected to influence their peers when really the only lever of influence they have is their ability to communicate well and to be authentic. Uh, because we don't, as leaders, you know, we don't have levers of leadership like, like if you were the, a VP of Microsoft or Amazon where you can hire and fire and move teams across the country. <laughs> you can't do that in medicine. So, so physicians as leaders, are reliant very heavily on their ability to influence in a way that's authentic. Um, and so that's the focus on in our coach, coaching program is, is um, uh, equipping coaches to coach physician leaders, primarily around the area of authentic influence and lead, leading change. Um, and then, so then the fourth proficiency, the fourth of the sixth proficiency is coaching physician career resilience. Now I make a distinction between coaching physician career resilience and physician fulfillment. Because fulfillment to me is like the, the joy of every day, the zen of every day. Uh, coaching physician career resilience is an acknowledgement that we have spent uh, a lot, we have invested a lot in our decision to become a physician. That is not only the, you know, the, the, the student loans, the money borrowed, the money spent, the number of years, but also the paths given up. Because, you know, medicine is, can be a very narrow path, unless you make a big effort to expand your universe. It can be a very narrow path in terms of social, friends, the knowledge. So it's very deep, but it's very narrow. And what I have found with a lot of clients that I have coached, and certainly in myself, uh, you know, three, five, ten years into your practice, the first moment you get a whiff that your career choice is not panning out the way you expected, it's very disconcerting. And so this, all the, the, the proficiency, proficiencies that we teach around 
uh, physician career resilience are about uh, helping the physician think more expansively, more creatively, um, more flexibly about uh, how they see themselves as a physician. And, and I don't mean clinical, leaving clinical practice. I'm just saying, you know, really to, to think more, more generously about how you manifest your natural talents <laughs> and your natural uh, skills uh, in, in, in the world of, that, that you've chosen. And then the, the fifth proficiency area that we cover in our training program is all about coaching physician transformation. And, you know, as you have certainly discovered being a coach, and certainly I discovered uh, in, in coaching is that, you know, when my clients, you know, when I first start working with a client, my intention for them is that it's going to be a transformational, joyful experience. And, and it really is for them. Most of them coach for a year or more because they continue to grow and evolve. You know, what I have discovered and maybe known all along about physicians is that we're lifelong learners. And, you know, just think for a lot of physicians working with a coach, you know, it's, sometimes, it's certainly the first time that anybody has listened to them for longer than an hour. It's certainly the first time that somebody is partnering with them uh, to be in service to their personal growth for three months, six months, a year. So they love the learning. You know, they love the, the self-awareness. They love learning more about themselves. It's, it's a joyful experience. You know, they really become who they truly were meant to be. So we have tools in the toolkit uh, and structures that are all about catalyzing this transformational journey. And then the sixth proficiency uh, of the of, of our six proficiencies in our in our in our training. The sixth proficiency is all about now putting things together and developing and offering a coaching program for physicians. And and I've de developed you know multiple coaching programs. I've also worked with health systems to develop coaching programs. And then we have a lot of our coaches who are in in our cohorts. Some of them are internal to a health system, so they're going to be like the designated coaches. Some are are entrepreneurs coaches so they have a, a coaching business um, and so I you know I'm very keen on getting the coaches out there and being in service to physicians so I want them to you know, hit the ground running so we have uh, basically starter templates for a coaching program they can offer you know what they do in the, the beginning what they do in the middle kind of how they conclude so that they are, are ready to go so those, so <laughs> that's those are the six uh, proficiency areas that comprise our certified physician development coach training and and all of the all of the tools that and structures that we've developed uh, they're either based on research that's out there uh, and but they certainly have all been field tested working with physicians either myself or all of our our graduates I love it because I see so much of the work that I do as well mirrored in in what you're talking, maybe in different terminology, but I love that it's it's getting to the heart of the matter that that we're both seeing within physicians and, and working in healthcare. Mm -hmm. Well, Francine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If anybody is interested to learn more, go to physiciancoachinginstitute.com. You're going to find all sorts of information. You're going to see when the next webinar is. You can definitely jump on there and learn more and ask questions. And I really want to just encourage everyone to know there is room at the table for everyone yes. when it comes to this. Yes, we need more. We need more coaches. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. It was my pleasure, Erin. And uh, good luck on with your, with your business, your podcast, and your, uh, your new book.
right. Are you ready for your kick of encouragement? Here it is. Why do we keep doing the things that we hate? I mean, seriously, as physicians, we continually work and give ourselves from a place of obligation and burnout. And we will never be our best if we continue to do that. And we may actually be our worst. It's not fair to ourselves. And frankly, it's not fair to our patients, colleagues, families, or anyone else who receives a second-rate version of us because we're refusing to acknowledge our own unhappiness and staying in the middle of the muck. So if you are hating practicing medicine, if you are hating the job that you are doing right now, I implore you to stop. Don't do another day drudging through at this point. And I'm not giving you a free pass to quit your job right now. Instead, what I'm doing is challenging you to use your medical expertise, knowledge, and experience in a way that energizes you and allows you to keep on giving. That's the whole point of all the years of dedication of learning, right? To train you to do the work that you love. So I'm going to call BS on staying in medicine for a very rigid way because honestly, there is no right path. Sure, there's evidence-based best practices and guidelines, but we all have a different style, a different mojo, a different groove, a different way that we can all practice. I'm also calling BS to the naysayers who criticize colleagues as quote-unquote wasting medical education and resources to make career moves to be more fulfilled and happy. We are ever evolving, and just because what suited you in your 20s doesn't mean it continues to make sense for you in your 50s. Life changes. You change. Your career changes. We are all a work in progress. And speaking of work, you worked way too damn hard to get through and to this point in your career to grind yourself into dust and take on the whole weight of the world as if it was yours. So this thing, this job that you're clasping onto as if you can't let it go, they'll still be there if you decide to practice medicine differently. That job, it'll still be there if you leave for a little bit and then choose to come back with your spirit refreshed and refilled. And guess what? That job will be there for other doctors who are maybe in a better position to do that. You are not the job. There are other options out there, friend. And what I want to invite you to do is two different ways that you can explore this more for yourself. First one is my new Dr. Me First workbook that you can get on Kindle. I'm so excited. I've been working on the paperback copy with a publisher, and that will be out um, the end of July, beginning of August. But if you can't wait, go and get the Kindle version. It's the cheapest option that you're going to find with as much bang for your buck in there. So go check it out. It will definitely help you doctor yourself first and move yourself from a life with joyless work to one that is full of realistic expectations and joy. And the second option I want you to talk about is my masterclass that's coming up. Yep, super exciting. I usually do this once or twice a year is just have a freebie class to talk about where you are now and where you're going in the future. This one's going to be on June 28th at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So 4 p.m. Central, 3 to all the way across the country. I invite you to sign up on my website at truthrxs.com backslash mastermind. And I'll have that in the show notes for you. There you're going to come and find other women who are in a similar situation to you who have looked around and said, oh shit, now what? Maybe they heard this podcast and were like, all right, she told me it's time. It's time to quit doing things that I hate. 
and let me help you find those next steps forward. So ebook on Kindle, just type in Dr. Me First on Amazon or the masterclass. Come over to my website, get signed up for all the details. And I can't wait to help you take those steps forward in life so that you know that your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Blinding up the door.